buy any Braun product from Chemist Warehouse and go into the draw to win a Tiata rooftop tent. This is Super South with Joey Wheeler and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Kia ora everyone and welcome into Super South here on SENZ. Ben Francis in for Ricardo Ball tonight on April the 11th. Fun fact, today is actually World Parkinson's Day and uh, of course rugby has lost some great names to the horrid disease over the last few years. This show, Super South, is brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And joining us, as he does every single week, is a man who was part of that Highlanders 2015 championship side, and that is Joey Wheeler. Joey, how are you today? Yeah, I'm well, mate. I could be better. You know, an Easter weekend, if the Highlanders had won, I would have enjoyed the chocolates a lot more and the um, sugar-induced coma on um, Sunday that I put myself in with my four-year-old and 18-month-old. But, um, look, yeah, uh, I was pleased in patches with that Highlanders performance, uh, Ben. But, you know, again, they just come up a little bit short against the New Zealand side they just can't quite um, finish those teams off and I was I thought that the Hurricanes were probably a little bit off but um, the, the Highlanders they're, they are they're hanging in there they're showing a bit more grip than what they did in the first few rounds which is which is promising for Highlanders fans I, I was out for dinner on Saturday night and I chose my seat that was deliberately in front of the TV and just before kickoff I saw your <laughs> beaming smile on the screen looking pretty confident and <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I have to admit, from from what I saw, it kind of felt like the Highlanders. I don't I don't know if getting the rub of the green was the right word, but they just it seemed like any time they tried to get something going, it just didn't work. And but when they did get it working, they were playing some great footy. Yeah, you never want to, um, you know, you hate blaming a referee, but I thought they were a little bit hard done by. Um, and I know people will probably be saying you're biased, you're an ex-Highlander, but I, I genuinely thought they had uh, the upper hand, uh, especially at, at scrum time. They they had real dominance there. They had some real dominance at the breakdown in that first half, and they weren't getting a lot of love and a lot of reward for all of that. I think at, at, some, at one point there, they had six or seven penalties on the bounce in the last... 15 minutes and they dominated like basically inside the the 30 meters of the of the hurricanes and they were there a, a lot of those pen, penalties that the hurricanes gave away was cynical and for some unknown reason they just couldn't get a man in the bin and yeah to the Highlanders, you know typical Highlanders, they couldn't make the hurricanes pay as well because if they'd gone into that break at that stage, they went into the break up um, seven five up. But if they had scored a try, they would have gone in potentially fourteen five up with a hell of a lot of momentum uh, momentum into that the start of that second forty. So yeah, they've got their, themselves to blame a little bit. But I also think that um, yeah, they probably didn't get a lot of love um, from the referee, which is. Kind of typical, I suppose. They look at the referees might look at a, a Highlanders side, and um, you know it's only a side that's got three All Blacks or four All Blacks in it, uh, compared to a Hurricane side that's got five or six. And uh, the talent across the board, it's sort of like, wow, the Highlanders shouldn't be dominating these blokes, um, you know. So uh, I feel for them um, because, yeah, I think in, in parts of that game they they did have some real dominance, and they deserved a little bit more than what a little bit more love than what they got from from the uh, the officials. Mate, you don't have to talk to me about referee bias. I'm a, I'm a Warriors fan, so I, 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 that's, that's an excuse every single week. It has been since I was in high school. So, 
but look, the one one battle I really enjoyed, and it's a continual talking point all year for the Highlanders, and that has kind of been their loose forward battle, and seeing Hugh Renton and you know, Billy Harmon just uh, you know battling, contesting, and putting everything into into the, when they had the breakdown <coughs> opportunities at the set pieces. Uh, no, there's definitely, as we said, there's promising signs there, probably just lacking that finishing touch there. Oh, mate, those guys are, you know, punching well above their weight, right? Like, those two blokes that you mentioned were absolutely immense. They were in the thick of everything good. Like, I think it, about 15 minutes in, Billy Harmon had made 11 tackles already or something ridiculous like that. Like, here's guys that, you know, probably, I mean, Billy Harmon, admittedly, he, he, he did. He got called into the All Blacks in the end of year tour, so he's right in the in the frame of things. And I mean, he's doing his chances no harm with the performances he's putting in week after week against guys that are supposedly ranked ahead of him. But that combination now of uh, Billy Harmon, the captain, the fearless leader, he's just leading by example, throwing himself into everything. Um, Hugh Renton, who is exactly the same, making every post a winner this year, um, has had his doubters. Uh, especially in that eight jersey, obviously competing pretty hard against Marino McKayley too, who is a fantastic athlete in his own right. But since being injured, Hugh Renton has made that number eight jersey his own. And I don't think Clark Dermody can, can't not pick him, can't not pick him to start. And then obviously Shannon Frizzell brings that all-black experience. So that, that loose forward trio, Ben, can compete with any loose forward trio in this competition and compete bloody well. And we've seen that um, time and time again uh, over the last sort of three rounds. Um, the challenge is hopefully that they stay fit because they've got plenty of injuries. Obviously, Shannon's been in and out of the side, but Billy and Hugh have played some pretty big minutes um, already this season. They're going to have to give Billy another rest at some point, but they do have some really good depth in that seven jersey with young Sean Withy, who's making every post a winner this year, whether it's in the seven jersey or in the six jersey, and also, obviously, um, an ex-Highlander captain in Jimmy Leaches. Um, to think that that guy can't even make uh, the the match day 23 is pretty staggering. So they've got some real depth in that in that seven spot, as most teams do in New Zealand. But yeah, the, the loose forward trail were, was super impressive. I think between them, I'm just looking at some stats. Billy Harmon made 20 tackles, Shannon Frizzell, nine. Um, Hugh Renton, six. Their carries between them as well were, were huge, 10, 12, and 11, um, respectively. So they're, they're shouldering a lot of the work, and um, they're certainly not um, yeah, shying away from it because they know they need a front. And one thing that the Highlanders have been doing is their forward pack has been fronting. They haven't taken a step back uh, in any department this year, which has been a real highlight for me because probably in the past, Highlanders sides, um, all the sides that I was involved in, we never had um, huge dominance over sides. We'd hang in there, we would scrap and fight and be like a, a weed that you just couldn't get rid of, but we'd never really asserted any dominance over any side. We would just do enough to win our own ball at set piece time, um, always make our tackles around the field. We always had big engines and, and worked really hard, but this side, uh, um, considerably bigger. Uh, but they're also exerting a little bit of dominance, which is nice to see, but it's just not quite getting backed up by um, uh, sort of the back line at the moment. They just can't quite penetrate um, holes to, to create a little bit more, uh, some more try-saving, sort of try-scoring try uh, chances for themselves. 
Two other players I'd like to touch on. Uh, the other player which really stood out for me was uh, Thomas Umaga Jensen in the midfield, just strong carrying the ball, absolute menace. And the other one was Falau Fakatava, uh, Aaron Smith not playing, so he gets the start. And look, I don't like I don't like blaming it on one guy, but I have to I have to say that the intercept that he threw where Cam Royguard took it and ran half length of the field that was a massive turning point. Oh, huge! It's just um. I don't know. It was, I, I said it in the pregame as well. The, the challenge for Falau, we all we all know his attacking prowess and his attacking ability is exceptional. He that's his real point of difference is his running game and his physicality. But his challenge is he, he can't try to do too much too soon. He tries to dictate to the game too much, I believe, rather than letting the game unfold a little bit more in front of him um, and then take his chances. We've seen that his combination with Aaron Smith has worked so well because Aaron Smith has such a brilliant ability in setting up the game, pressure, putting all the pressure back on opposition. Generally speaking, nine and a half times out of 10, Aaron Smith will make the right decision. Um, and very rarely does he go individual. Um, and his kicking game is obviously phenomenal as well, Ben. But that's the challenge for Flowers is game management and, and controlling those moments and controlling the tempo of the game and not trying to um, dictate to oppositions, just letting the game unfold because he's got that awareness. When it does open up, he can he always sees those holes. He always puts players into holes or he takes them himself. That's his don't want to lose that in this game, but he needs to balance that out. And I just felt he he was telegraphing that. Man, we you know we could all see it coming. It's no wonder Cam Royguard saw it coming. It was like I don't know where why he thought that was on at all because um, that just didn't seem to be a hole there at all. So yeah, um, yeah, Flau, I, I had some real good parts of that game, but I, I still think yeah he's got. He's just got to work on that game management side of things. Um, but Thomas Umaga Jensen, I'm glad you you spoke about him because he was immense as well, mate. Both sides of the ball, uh, I think second highest top, uh, second highest um, tackle count for the Highlanders, 19 tackles, 11 carries. You always know that that guy's going to put his hand up either first phase or second phase to carry for the Highlanders, and generally he's carrying into brick walls because. Like we've said many a time on the show, he's genuinely one of the only guys in that back line that can break a line open and create something from nothing just through his sheer power and his sheer offloading ability. But he was um, immense. Uh, and I can see why, if he can string consistent games um, together, he, he's got to be in a conversation for, for higher honours because a guy of that sort of power... Um, is just such an asset to any team, and and when you're putting out numbers like that, that's um that's huge. So, yeah, it's great to see him um, getting some consistent game time, and and hopefully he stays fit and healthy because, yeah, he he's a real asset for the Landers, and they're a better team when when he's obviously on the park and in that midfield. Last one before we take a break and catch up with uh, Hugh Renton. The Highlanders have the bye this week. They are yeah. three and four heading into the bye. They started zero and three, one three. Uh, to make it three and three record, and then have that loss to the Hurricanes. Considering how the season started, are you happy with where the Highlanders oh. sitting? Oh yeah, what are they? What are they on the table? Um, 
Oh, I'll just have a look at the table where they're sitting. Joey, now, they're, they're in the top eight, but they're in the top eight. Don't, don't, let the, don't, 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 don't say it, but don't say it. They're in the top eight. They're in the playoffs, mate. Anything can happen for the playoffs. And if it, and if it finishes that way, they're taking on the Brumbies, obviously, over in, in Canberra, which is a yeah, pretty tough task. But look, I, yeah, I, I'll take that, mate, because I, I thought those first three rounds against Kiwi teams, um, especially the game against the Crusaders, I just thought that they were, yeah, they were waving the white flag a little bit there, mate. So uh, I think they've come a long way in a, in a small amount of time. And yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be better for that and they should be reasonably confident going into uh, a bye week when they head, when then they head over to uh, Aussie where they can hopefully pick up a couple of wins on the road. Uh, actually, I've just remembered something, and the fact that I've actually got to host the chance to host Super South, and I know we're to be celebrating all things Highlanders, but do you know a member of your championship-winning side cost me $48 in the grand final? <laughs> Who was that, mate? Uh, it was it was Marty Banks. So I at the time uh, I was living up I was living up in Northland and we had to two dollars in and it was to predict the exact score for the final and I had an eighteen fourteen to the Highlanders, which was that was the score from the 59th minute to the 79th minute and every time Marty Banks went to go take the drop goal, I was like please no and he kicked it and it broke my heart and I have never forgiven him for it. <laughs> 48 bucks, mate. Oh, yeah, no, I can see why you would be disappointed. Mate, I was, I was, yeah, that's what, that's, that's, that's five big bots up in, um, up in uh, Norfolk. I think it was six back then, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 inflation's killed you. Yeah, it's oh, a good night. Certainly has, mate. All right, it's 13 minutes after yeah. seven here on Super South, brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And coming up after the break, we're going to be catching up with one of the Highlanders' best players so far this season in Hugh Renton. That's coming up here on Super South. 18 minutes after seven here on Super South on SCNZ. Ben Francis and Joey Wheeler with you. The show brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. The show brought to you by The Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And uh, coming up very, very shortly, we're going to be catching up with Hugh Renton, who has been in fantastic form for the Highlanders this season. Definitely one of the standout players uh, for their... Uh, and joining us now on the show is Hugh Renton. Uh, Hugh, how are you this evening? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, not going uh, not too bad. That's good, mate. I, I must say, I, how good was it scoring that try off off the uh, back of the scrum against the Hurricanes? You must have your eyes must have been lighting up when you saw the, the saw the try line there and crash and overthinking. Oh, how good's this? Yeah, I think um, just coming off off the back, I um, saw a wall of uh, yellow, then just managed to duck under, and and I was just stoked that uh, I sla- when I slammed the ball down, I didn't bloody knock it on or anything, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, mate, we've got a question, got a question for you about the uh, loose forward trio. Of course, yourself, uh, Billy Harmon, have been in excellent form this year, and whoever's been playing in the six as well has been fantastic. You know, what do you put down the success to your loose forward trio too? Oh, I just think there's uh, lots of competition amongst the Lucys. Uh, you, you said it there, like, led by Billy. He's awesome. Um, skipper and, and competitor trains really well. And then we obviously have Shannon uh, and Marino, who are standout players, and we're always trying to um, get to their level. Then Sean Withy's just been playing uh, amazing, really. And then you got 
the old dogs, James Lynchus, and then uh, Nicola Broad, and then a few young guys. So there's honestly, there's just so much um, talent down south in competition, and I think everyone's just uh, competing for spots and brings out the best in uh, players, really. Hugh, I finally come back. I don't know what happened on the airwaves there, mate. I just, uh, my phone dropped out. But uh, how's everything going in the Hawks Bay? I know you're headed home for the bye week and you're um, thick into the recovery from Cyclone Gabriel. Can you give us a wee update, mate, of how everything's looking in your hometown? Cyclone Gabriel, can you give us a wee update, mate, of how everything's looking in your hometown? Yeah, mate, sort of uh, coming off uh, uh, off the flight, driving back home to the farm with mum, it was, um, you, you could just see the devastation still in place. I mean, um, pretty pretty crazy scenes of where the flood water uh, did reach uh, and the damage it did, did do. So there's obviously been a lot of recovery, but still a lot of recovery to go. And then, uh, yeah, well, personally on the farm, just seeing fences and slips and, and damages uh, in, that, in that regard, really. Uh, another dominant performance from the Highlanders forward pack, I thought, in the weekend, um, Hugh, and you were a massive part of that. Uh, seven carries, six tackles, uh, two turnovers, and one absolute cracker of a try off the back of the scrum. Uh, your form this season has been exceptional, mate. Um, what's been, the, I guess, the change for, from you? Because you sort of, last year was a bit of an up and down year for you. Oh, I appreciate it, uh, Joey. Yeah, I, I just think I, I, I'm chipping away, um, getting some consistent game time from Germs, which has been uh, awesome. And yeah, I'm just sort of relishing the opportunity to um, yeah be out on the field. To be honest, um, last year I sort of started the season with a couple of injuries and then um, tried to scrap for minutes and, and and couldn't really get going. So. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, stoked to sort of get a couple of minutes thus far, and as, as long as we can try to get those wins and, and fall on the right side of the ledger, um, that's going to be a, a good thing, really. Can you talk to me about the mindset of this Highlanders Ford pack? Because all year, um, up against all, all teams, Kiwi teams included, um, you've had you know a superior scrum, sometimes a, a, a far superior scrum, but a superior lineout as well. Can you sort of allude to the mindset of of the group um, this year? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think um, you mentioned that there with the scrum, it sort of starts up front. Uh, you got uh, obviously Ethan the group in fantastic form, and then Jermaine Ainsley's played like um, almost uh, started every game and played almost every minute or something like that. He's been an absolute beast. So it starts off uh, those guys really and. And they're giving us good go for it, as you said, in the scrum and then um, throughout the line out. And, and I think the guys are just um, uh, are just loving the, the sort of culture that we've built in the forward pack. And, uh, and we're just trying to build on that, really, and love playing uh, for each other and, and putting in the hard grafts. And I think uh, that's a good thing about Highlanders footy, um, simple and, and, and tough and direct. And, and that's been led by the front rowers. So... Yeah, sort of set it on on the weekend. We're just uh, as loose as anyway. We're just sort of following that lead, to be honest. Well, hopefully that'll. Um, if you guys keep doing that, you'll you'll be able to break the the two year drought against Kiwi teams that you guys are in at the moment. What's the what needs to change? Do you think, Hugh, to I suppose finally get that elusive win against a, a Kiwi side? Yeah, to be honest, it's um. It's, it's nailing our opportunities on attack, like especially when we get into that 22. Like we, um, we've had a pretty high, um, uh, we call it cage turnover, 
uh, success in terms of uh, converting that into points. And I think against Kiwi teams, that has to continue. And uh, you mentioned we've struggled the last couple of years. And then also just the mistakes, like we were right in that game with um, the Hurricanes. I thought we were doing pretty well in a couple of eras and, and, and two, two tries up, you know, and the score looks different. So I think if we can combine... Um, executing when we get down into that try-scoring zone and then also limiting our mistakes because uh, obviously, as you know, New Zealand sides are just so deadly. So, yeah, I think those two um, things are, uh, go a long way to, to getting over that uh, sort of hump, as you say. Yeah, I think looking at the stats, mate, um, one glaringly obvious stat for me was um, how many times you guys went over five phases. You, you went 17 times compared to the Canes, who went 42 times in an average of 2.8 seconds, uh, 2.8 seconds uh, per ruck. So making mistakes when you're holding the ball for long periods of time, sort of just letting teams off the hook, um, and, and that's probably why you're not converting a lot of those those chances, do you think? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, traditionally, if you sort of uh, hold the ball for a few phases, you tend to uh, break a team open. But we found on the weekend, especially uh, against the Hurricanes, like their defence was just holding solid. And I thought our defence was holding um, real solid as well when they hit the ball. So, I mean, you, you, you said, it, said it there. It's a team that can sort of, um, sort of hold their nerve and not... Uh, make an error or, or a mistake uh, that sort of generally ends up on top. And uh, unfortunately, uh, too many times we sort of ended up uh, being the team that made that error or mistake. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's just not good enough when you play sort of uh, uh, playing top New Zealand sides, you know. Uh, Clark Dermody mentioned uh, in the post-match when we interviewed him that um, some of the, we mentioned how well you've been playing in the last few rounds and he was um, very complimentary of your performances, but we, we especially alluded to your try off the back of the scrum and the pace that you showed. Uh, he said that there'd been some criticism in your game around the, the speed that you play at. Um, yeah, what 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 was? Can you sort of allude a little bit more um, around what that exact um, sort of feedback was around the speed of your game? Oh, I think there's uh, probably been a lot of criticism of just uh, a general battler. <laughs> uh, he was uh, not 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 many uh, not much sort of uh, attributes. Fast twitch uh, fighters, mate. Me. I know I know I know I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It probably go, it goes back. I mean, I remember when I was uh, uh, sort of y- younger, you know, I was deemed not big enough, um, not fast enough, not strong enough, uh, sort of. And, and, and I mean, those are all elements that I've obviously worked to try to improve and things like that. So uh, the speed thing, I haven't had too, many, too much credit for the old speed, so it was nice to hear a little bit of uh, positive uh, stuff about that, as, as you said just then. But, uh, look, um, rugby's also about, uh, like, timing, and um, and if you can get that timing right the, or get your line right, the speed uh, usually isn't an outright factor. So, I mean, that sort of break that I got against the Chiefs uh, with that intercept, I still got chased down, so maybe it's uh, still a, a big break. <laughs> Honest, but yeah, yeah, getting those, getting those speed letters, bud. Getting those speed letters. Hey, Hugh, thank you so much uh, for joining Super South this week, and uh, I hope you, your family, and um, your community up there in Hawkes Bay are uh, hanging tough. Um, you've got all the support of us around the country, and and great job on on heading home and and leading a helping hand as well, mate. Uh, true Highlander man, sort of stuff. Well done. No, cheers, Joe, and Ben. Thanks for having me. 
Hugh Renton there, absolute uh, privilege to, and pleasure to have him on the show considering how he's played uh, this year and playing some consistent footy as well as always uh, great and that's a big reason to uh, see where his form is. And I have a feeling that he could be potentially Joey's Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week or I could be reaching out a bit there but the DHL Super Ooh. Rugby Pacific is underway. Is Hugh Renton uh, going to be your... <laughs> Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week, or am I lying to the nation? You, you've jumped, you, you've you've jumped slightly ahead of the gun, uh, Ben. But that wouldn't be a good co-host unless you were trying to predict the future. Uh, Hugh was definitely in my thought process. There were three, uh, four, actually four players that came into my thought process. Ethan DeGroot, I thought he was, again, magnificent um, around the field. His scrummaging work was outstanding. Alongside Jermaine Ainsley, that, that front row is just performing so well. Um, Thomas Uvanga Jensen, outstanding as well. Um, we alluded to that earlier. Hugh Renton obviously came into the conversation, but the bloke I'm giving it to this week is the fearless captain, Billy Harmon. He was just immense, both sides of the ball. Eight uh, fantastic carries, 20 tackles for the captain, one turnover. Um, and he is just producing the goods week after week, leading from the front um, for this Highlanders side. And hopefully, hopefully uh, for his sake, as much as the team's sake, they can get that elusive win over a Kiwi team very, very soon. I think the way that they're... They're hanging in there, a bit more grit and determination. There's some positive signs for this Landis team. Hopefully they get a few uh, more back from the injury ward and they can pick from Clark Dermott. He can finally pick. He hasn't had the chance this whole season, um, being to pick uh, his side that he's picked on either a Tuesday or, or, or a, a Monday and then put it out on the on a Saturday. So fingers crossed for the Landers going forward. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch all the action live on Sky Sport. We'll get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. And Joey Wheeler, that is Super South for the this week the Highlanders have the bye so we'll catch up next yeah, week it's but... a win it's yeah. a win mate it's a win <laughs> oh, solidifying your spot on the top eight mate that's all we like to hear yeah yeah no hopefully the boys enjoy a, a well-deserved week off rest up and then a few more come back from the injury ward fingers crossed yeah totally uh, Joey Wheeler thank you very much for your time that has been Super South here on SNZ coming up after the break we'll be joined by Ian Carmo-Jones for Chiefs Manor